don't have to like everything we say. You don't have to listen to us. Today we're going to take a look at the subtle art of misdirection. Misdirection and lying by me, actually. I did finally get asked a question, and I wonder why none of you have challenged me before, but how much lying and deception do I actually do on the show? We're going to take a look at that and talk about things such as unintentional misinformation, intentional misinformation, which I don't think I intentionally do, willful omission, some of the misleading things I do, why I do it, when I've done it, and what the purpose is. We'll take a look at the content, anything that was distorted or shaping of a narrative and why it was done, and even ones you could look forward to in the future. None of it's done really to mess with you, but there are reasons why this happens depending on the context and discussions that we are having. So as we look at the nuances of communication and the responsibilities of content creators, specifically this one being me, there's kind of a fine line between shaping narratives and distorting truths. We're going to take a look at that. What are the things I've done that we can call lying? Why have I done it? What's important to me about it? And how can we learn from this? That's what we're going to talk about right here on Greenman, Hiding in Plain Sight. Well, we probably shouldn't get into the philosophical discussion. I wouldn't say I lie a lot. Of course, lie is subjective, but I do it. I have done it many times. So the most obvious one, I think I think this is obvious, and I'm, I, I clearly I can't give you examples of this for the reason why I do it. But there are times that I know things are not out there, meaning that I know that they're classified, probably classified. The last time I knew about them, they were classified things. I can dance around them. You know, there's been many times where I've said, here's what's publicly available. People have taken that to mean, well, you mean that there's classified things and there are things you're saying that are protected. I'm absolutely not saying things that are protected that I know of. There, I think there's been times where I probably have, but I've only specifically stated what was publicly out there. But every time I say that doesn't mean uh, that it's that it's classified or, or ever was. Probably was at some point. But there's a lot of the times when I say that are things I know about. The classified or not shouldn't be talked about or considered protected. You know, you got to be part of the club type thing where I mentioned what's, what's out there. You know, I, like when I've talked about the point or the farm before as an example, where I've discussed, here's what you can find, you know, and that doesn't mean you can't find more, but that's probably as far as you're going to find when you're looking that information up. You, you can say whether or not I'm lying, that's your opinion on it, but there are times I've definitely done that. I have probably, I'm sure I've made mistakes. I've corrected myself on many mistakes. You know, that doesn't mean I'm intentionally lying. I think we're focusing mostly on the intentional. Unintentional, I don't know that I'm unintentionally doing it, but I, of course, have gotten information right. 
wrong. One of my friends who listened to the show, I talked to, I remember when I talked to him, I was like, I lie a lot on there. Like for me and him, it would be lying a lot. And he, I think he's aware of what a lot of it is. You know, I've, I've gone in depth even talking about my experience and stuff because sometimes people, I think naturally equates things I've said or certain things as having far more experience than I do or think it means certain things. I'm like, no, that's not what it means. Like I'm being straight up with you. This is, I was mainly a mid-level guy. I did some cool stuff at different times. I got to work with some cool people in cool places, a lot of good stories, but not anything like a lot of the big guys have. I've had a very wide career, not a very narrow and focused career, you know, which I've thought about doing a show on explaining what that means, why there's so many things I know about. I think the biggest lie I ever willfully told was to protect something that at the time I knew first knew about it was, I believe considered classified. I, I say, I believe, cause I think that's the case. I don't really remember, but I knew it wasn't something that should be talked about. And I did it on YouTube actually a long time ago. It wasn't even on my show. So this was when the movie 13 hours came out about Benghazi with John Krasinski, which was, I don't know what it was, 2017 or something, 2018, whenever it was. And they did the show on what they were calling a movie, the CIA contractors who were doing security there at Benghazi. And, uh, you know, a bunch of them get killed and the military doesn't come in to back them up and all the stuff that goes on. Like was it Tonto was there. I remember Tonto cause of his name, but I know there's a few others, a couple seals got killed, former seals. So those were ground branch guys. At least that's why I'm pretty sure what they were contractors. So at the time what I did, I went really in depth because I think I've talked about this before. I can't remember what it was. I just can't remember now what it is, what these guys were really concerned about, but I kept, I kept trying to push home. Like they don't have contractors. It doesn't happen. These guys were probably military or they were whatever. It's, I was protecting what that organization was to the best of my ability, trying to keep people away from looking into it because there's too many things get exposed out there that shouldn't I me. Mean, and at that time, even at the time the movie came out, right? Not even back when I first knew about this was many years prior. I learned about it in one of the two ways most people learned about it. The guys in that world didn't know it existed. I mean, tier one operators didn't know it existed unless they were one of those tier one guys. There's only a couple ways people found out. So what, like in the movie, the dude calls Krasinski as his buddy and doesn't, the way they do it in the movie, from what I recall, is probably how that would go if that conversation happened, which has probably happened more now than it used to. About, hey, I'm part of this thing, man. I want to recommend you for it. I think, you know, if they contact you, I think you should do it type thing. You know, that that's happened, but most of it is getting the phone call. So it's a lot of these guys, you leave the military, you can check the box. I literally just checking the box, whether or not you want to be contacted for future government work. So there's guys that were former, like say CI guys, uh, CIA dudes or DIA guys have been contacted and like, yeah, I got, I get, you know, the short version is I get the phone call, my interest in government service, they're going to send me a plane ticket. I fly out a few weeks later. That's when I find out what it really is. I go home, they, you know, I got to look at my future, you know, what relationships I'm going to have. I go back, I start doing the psychological battery and all this other testing and stuff and doing the training and boom, you know, I'm an, I'm a, a CIA officers. So ground bench guys are very similar. I mean, it's the same kind of conversation. They go out, find out what it is, you know, plan their future, whatever they come back and they start traveling around doing training, different places. They do some training with farm dudes and you know, out there, some of it's there, some of it's smaller versions of that, some of it's specific to what they do. You know, if you got to go learn a piece of equipment, they're probably just going to send you the equipment manufacturer to learn it, that kind of thing. Right. And so there's different types of global staff officer guys, as they call them anyway. So at the time frame, 
even those guys didn't know that existed. They either got the phone call and that's how they figured it out or, or their buddy told them, which was even rare, right? I learned about it from a guy. Like I knew that that thing existed. I didn't know how big it was and it wasn't that big at the time, but I didn't know it was that big. And even guys I knew that done that job, like I didn't know what the name of it was. That was my thing. Like I was in, <laughs> when I found out about it was I was in a conversation with some people where that came up and it was the name. And I didn't put it together immediately. Like I didn't know what the name was because I never knew the name. I just, something I didn't know. And I thought in my head, I'm like, I want to ask, but in this group of people, I didn't want to get laughed at. You know, I didn't want to get looked at differently. It was, I don't know. It was an ego thing or something, but it wasn't because I thought I should know in a way, like I'm discrediting myself. It's like, it was like a joke. You don't get It's was like, I don't want to admit I don't get the joke, you know? So later I asked my buddy, I'm like, I, I'm confused about something. He goes, oh, it's this thing. And I was like, oh, I just didn't know the name of it. So that's how I found out. And that was years prior. So the, the lie I told really was like, hey, they don't have this type of thing. This isn't real. Of course it was real. But it, at the time, it was just so widely unknown. I had no obligation to do that. It was just, just what I did. That was probably the biggest one I ever did. I used to get accused of it all the time. Uh, there's things, though, more often than not, especially just in my head right now, thinking about things I know I've done where I've been misleading, where... What I tell you, I would say isn't lying, but I definitely gloss over, skip over things that I know probably are protected or classified. I don't think should, or I just personally have decided myself, I don't think should be talked about. And the way in which I deliver that information, you have no idea. That is the most common way that I do it. Does it happen on every show? Absolutely not. Does it happen every month? I, I don't know. I suppose I could average it to every month for the amount of shows I'm trying to do in a year, or have done in a year. But there, I think there's times where like, I'll give you an example. When I do the series of shows where I'm going to talk about the five intelligence disciplines, but might easily be 10 shows, I absolutely will do it on probably almost every show. You just won't know. You can look into that all you want. Just because of my information and knowledge of those disciplines and what they do and how they work, there's things I, I just have to say a certain way or I shouldn't say at all. You know, and I don't have to dance around how I answer the questions like a politician because nobody's asked me questions. I'm just freely doing a podcast. So it's just like that probably. Yeah, sure. You know, when I do a show, like when I do the area studies, no, there's, I just can skip over whatever I know about it, but there's nothing. Oh, like when I've done stuff on, uh, nuclear stuff, the stuff I did like on nuclear strategy, nuclear weapons uses. So I, I don't think I really used it in there much, but when it, there's times where I stopped myself from following a thought process I was having about, you know, weapons capabilities or things related to us. You know, that kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, just don't go there and I move on. Well, I'm thinking that while I'm talking, you know, I go back and check and make sure I didn't slip up my conversation, but you know, it happens. I'd say it happens probably, probably does happen quite a lot, but it's stuff you'd never know, you know, and it's, I guess you could say I'm hiding stuff, but yeah, it happens. Now, is that important? I don't know. It could be to you. It's not why I don't do video. The, the entire thing on why I don't do video, I do audio only. That's, that's the case. That's just what I prefer. I still occasionally do video, you know, as Luke's show grows and builds, he wants to focus. He really wants to do video. He wants to be the interview guy. The thing I don't like doing, he loves doing, you know, I, maybe I'll be on there and, but I, I, I don't try to avoid that for the whole detecting deception thing, but it's, uh, would probably, if you started learning that stuff really well for me, you very well could see it depending on the conversation I'm in and what question was asked whether or not you know that was the case 
I also don't care about it. I don't think it's a big deal. That's why I'm talking about it now. I, you know, I, I just don't care as it happens. Majority of it. I'm in my head. The majority of it, just stuff I think shouldn't be talked about that I'm not sold on, or I even know for sure isn't protected information. There's some things clearly are, but I, I'm just like, man, I probably shouldn't talk about that. And not because I'm worried about a knock on my door either. I mean, I've joked about that in the past, and there was absolutely things I could do that would get me a knock on the door if somebody eventually heard it or got reported. It's like, I think it happens. I really think it happens with every presidency, but it was pretty big when uh, President Trump was just Donald Trump and running for president, and then especially with the famous people that came out and they did their speeches. And some of them made calls of violence or things you shouldn't do, even that, who was it, that dumb comedian cutting the head off of the doll or whatever. All those people get talked to. I mean, that stuff has to be looked into by the Secret Service. So it's noticed because of such high profile, a lot of stuff gets reported. Like I knew a guy once who was getting interviewed by the FBI. I think I talked about this once even. He wrote something on Facebook. It was actually about Donald Trump. He didn't like him. <laughs> something he would, clearly if you read it, you knew what he was. I think anybody would reasonably know what he was doing, but somebody reported it because they didn't like him and he had to talk to the FBI. So he talked to me and I gave him advice for it. But it would take that. It would take it take people reporting it. I don't think the shows. I mean, we're throws growing. I, I'm enjoying it, but I don't think we're big enough that we have to watch what we're saying. You know, somebody'd have to report it. But it's, you know, I think there's some wisdom in how you communicate certain things. I just don't. I don't worry about it. So that's why I'll freely talk about it. But it happens. Uh, you can, of course, ask me. Of course, if there's anything you want to ask me. But I brought up too because of things like two truths and a lie, and some of the responses I've read to you and some I didn't about people like, Oh, you got me, got me again. In fact, one of them, I think, I don't know if I told you this, I got him good. And then he went back and listened to something. I don't remember what he listened to, but an older one. And he's like, Oh, I fell for the exact same thing again. I'm like, yes, you did. But it's, it's not that you're gullible. It's, and it's not to brag about my skills and ability. It's to show you that. It, yeah, I'm pretty good at it, I guess, but a person who reasonably understands that process and how it works and has definitely has experience meaning lots and lots of practice has been successful and and many failures can very easily with a little planning get you to believe and think things part of the reason why i did not just two truths and a lie but part of the reason why i did how to read the news was to show you how to look into this yourself because you're being lied to and here's the craziest part by nature by a fact of nature and how our brains work it should be <laughs> because it's designed to be easier to detect deception in people live as it's happening right a recording we can of course watch over and over again but somebody you're sitting with in a room is, is actually easier than watching a live broadcast of a news agent but the uh, we we get fooled um by that news agent and we don't but we get fooled a lot more by the person sitting in front of us and it shouldn't happen that way but it's to show you that it's not hard you know it's with a little planning and effort you can look more into a person you could look at an individual as a target just a little bit about them if you got the experience to really get them. You know, you can't do that as a broadcaster, but they have an idea who their audience is and what they're pushing and what all this other stuff is. And, and I don't think they're all intentionally bad or doing bad things, but there's a certain amount of persuasive things happening in those conversations, whether they realize it or not. And it sways a lot of public opinion and thought processes, but it's to show you that it's not that hard. It's also to remind you that I've said about people lie every day, more times than we realize. A lot of it's to ourselves. You know, we, oh, this is a white lie or this isn't bad or I'm lying about hiding Christmas presents because I think that's an okay lie to have. Sure. You know, it's however you want to look at it. I, I don't judge people either way. I don't think any of that's right or wrong. 
I'm, I'm pretty amoral on a lot of the topics, but of course it does happen. So let's see recently. What, what have I done recently this year and the sh few shows I've did this year? I'm not sure that I, like in person of interest, that'd be a good example of a show talking about surveillance where you would think I probably did it. I don't remember doing it at all. I, I was really answering the question to focus on capabilities and stuff. I think I've, yeah, I think I had the, the process in there where there's things I know capabilities about that aren't publicly known that I just, in my head, chose not to address at all that could have been brought into that answer. But I didn't start talking about something kind of shy away from it. That's a show where you'd expect to hear it. More often than not, it's it will be in shows that are more about technical aspects of how things can be done or the process, protocols of how things will be done. So I don't like, I don't talk about sources is easy not to talk about. I, I just don't, I've talked about sources without mentioning names, places, or ideas, just types of people I've talked about that. I know it's a bad idea to mention those sources and I just don't, even though I know a lot of them are dead now and some I don't know methods. I'm, I'm very big on avoiding. That's why I like technical aspects or when I tell you, I'm going to talk about the five disciplines. Of course, that's going to happen. There's things I'm going to skip over in there. Things I'm going to say that I would, I will consciously know as I'm saying this that based on what I know and how it's a description, you could say I'm lying, even though everything I'm telling you is actually also factually accurate, not factual, maybe factually accurate, but also truthful. So remember, uh, true lie, for example, just because it's it's protected information and it actually won't affect the value of whether you call it storytelling or explaining to you how that discipline works won't won't really affect it at all. Just understanding the pro the whole theme, understanding the process. And some people might go, well, you're just trying to justify it. Oh, maybe, or maybe that's how you'd see it if you're doing it. I, I don't care. <laughs> I just, I thought I'd answer the question because yeah, of course it happens. And by that, I mean, of course it happens intentionally. It's just, I think it's in spurts, you know, like when I go talking about those intelligence disciplines, it's, I foresee it probably having several times in each conversation, but then I can go quite a while without anything like that happening as far as, you know, the types of shows I'm doing. You know, one place you might think I, I do it a lot, but I don't, is when I have the conversations about things like reading body language, detecting deception, I don't do it at all. You know, the closest I would come, and I don't, I don't think any of these, I even was having a thought like it, is if I explained something like, say, in an interrogation or working with a source or something I did in the past or something I heard about. Actually, there kind of is actually that, thinking about it. So one of the things I do is I talk about, I've talked about myself or made it sound like I'm talking about myself, so that could be the lie, of saying, talking to this guy one time doing this thing and this is how we're doing it. So ways I've done that. So I've said like, it's an interrogation when it actually wasn't an interrogation that, you know, that was minimal. Some of the scenarios I, I'm telling you, I know it would be seen as a lie because you think it was something real that happened. It's something that real happened, but it wasn't a real thing. Meaning it was a training scenario. So some of the ones I talk about are training scenarios are not real. Some of the ones I talk about were training scenarios that never happened that I was helping develop. Some of the ones are real or training, but they weren't me. They were somebody else. I just, I realized the value of the story. So let's say, let's say we're doing a deception conversation and I'm explaining something about one of the things I've done, like with storytelling an epilogue or something like that. And a buddy of mine learned something about it. We had a conversation about that. He had on his experience at a whole nother time, maybe even before I knew him, maybe it was training, maybe it was real world, but we brought this point home and I thought that point would be good for this show. So I bring that point to you and the lie I tell is like, so I'm talking to this guy one time, which wasn't the case. It was him, you know, but I make it sound like it was me. 
because I realized that the way our brains work, if I said, well, this other guy had the conversation, I didn't, but here's what he told me. That's unnecessary to the story and it can detract and take away from the learning point because I've, I see the learning point is valuable. Like I, I know this is valuable. Here's a really good story to explain it. I'm just not going to take away from that experience by saying it was somebody else. So I've done things like that. So I, however you want to classify or call them, that, that kind of stuff happens. Now I haven't lied about my career that I can think of. I've had to, I haven't had to downplay it. What I've had to do is downplay people's presuppositions. A lot of it has been in writing and not even on the show. Even a guy I talked to once, which I almost did a show on, but it was pointless. But I, people have thought a lot of things. Like I've, I had to tell people regularly, I've never worked for the CIA. I considered trying it in a specific way once and learned very quickly that wasn't going to happen due to an injury, but I never worked for them. That's not the agency I worked with. And even the agency I worked with, it was a kind of an all call thing. As I I've said, I've done some cool stuff with people and with agencies at times I've done, like I've talked about doing things with the FBI. That was an individual experience. It went on for a matter of months, but it focused around interrogations in Iraq. You know, I've done things with uh, the NSA, but I wasn't like walking into their building doing stuff like that. I was working with military intelligence guys that are specifically working under the auspices of the NSA doing signals intelligence in certain situations. And the times I, most of the times I did that, I haven't even talked about, it. I wasn't even in the Intel field yet, you know, human intelligence and a lot of that worth a lot of people. That was my main focus. I've, I've talked about many agencies I've worked with for different reasons. You know, I've, I've worked with law enforcement before, but I, I, I realized that by telling these stories or explaining the situation that people take them a certain way, run with them a little bit, totally. Un I, I think of it as mostly unintentional. I don't think you're doing anything wrong. It's almost entirely unintentional. And I, I don't even, the few times I've figured it out when talking to somebody, I don't even talk about them on the show because I know they can be embarrassing and there's not a good enough teaching point in there to bring it in, but I, I, I see it as just unintentional what people do. And then I have to talk it down when necessary. Not down. I'm not taking reality and downplaying that to protect reality. I'm taking the, I don't mean this as an insult, but I'm taking what somebody has turned into a fantasy and downplaying that back to reality. That's what I'm doing. So I'm not trying to lower the bar beyond what it is. I'm trying to take the pedestal and bring it back down to the bar where it should be in the first place. You know, in the same way, there's things <laughs> I, I can make so much fun of people. I wish I, I, especially Intel people that I've worked with or been around closest I've come is talking about the FBI, the, the persona of the FBI. That's not real, but there are people like that but I really try not to do that, but I've considered it and it wouldn't be a lie, but I definitely have to drive home their individual experiences and my experiences. So solely for these specific situations and shouldn't be attributed to an entire organization, but a lot of times that's ignored. And so I don't tell those stories if I don't think they're going to matter. I don't, I definitely don't intentionally try to lead or mislead anybody or get you to think or do things with the exception of when I've done things like how to read the news I have strategically planned conversations a certain way to inspire you to get or do things, not because I want you to come up with my answer, but to trigger ways that are most likely to get somebody to take a result that I kind of feel like I have to do to get kind of the response and feedback to see if it's happening that I wouldn't have to do if we were all sitting in a classroom together. And guess what? It works because I get the feedback. In fact, sometimes in the feedback I get, a lot of them are ones I haven't shared there's ways in which people phrase things in there that are directly connected to the fact that I led them or inspired them to do X, Y, Z. 
that got them to do it. And then they learned things and they didn't learn what I told them. They learned things on their own and came up with their own opinions and thoughts. And then sometimes I share my opinions on them. So I've done things like that. You can call it lying if you want. But anyway, that's a basic rundown. If you have any ideas or questions about things I've said in the past, whether or not you think it's a lie or deception or why I did something I did, please let me know. Shoot me a question or comment, uh, you know, leave a voice message or whatever. I can give you my thoughts on it and tell you, depending on what it is, I can tell you. Maybe not. We'll see.